Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford, joined by Noah Russo as always. And everyone's favorite time of year is right around the corner. It's college football season. And to celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited time offer now. You heard, right? DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they're offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Noah, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. Not too much going on. Olympics are over. Uh, pretty much it. Not much else going on. Just hanging out with the cat. Um, but you know what? I think, I think we got a great show today. Maybe. Don't know. We'll see how this goes. Um, not really anything going on around the league. Um, still, still waiting on that Sam Reinhart contract. Um, thought that was going to happen, but alas, it hasn't. Uh, so here we are. But the good news is, I did, I did plan this week a little bit uh, of stuff to talk about. And right out of the gate, Chase Prisky signing a new contract with the Florida Panthers, the hometown kid. What are your thoughts on the deal and the player? It's interesting. He's like obviously a depth player for them at this point. Um, still like relatively young, like 25. Like I don't think he'll improve much beyond what he's already contributed. Like it's, it's a straightforward deal. It's just one year, 750. Um is it, I think it's a two-way contract. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's such a low risk contract for the Panthers. Obviously, Prisky gets a contract, so he's happy. It's a win-win. And they, Florida kind of get him 
in in their depth system like in their like if they ever feel the need to call him up they can but he's probably going to be destined for the AHL this season yeah I like it's interesting because you know on the surface it does look like a guy who, who who's going to the you know AHL um but Chase Prisky coming out of college highly touted player uh he came to Florida uh, in the Vinny Trocheck trade. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's a good move. Just lock up your depth, uh, you know, guys you're familiar with. Uh, and I like the fact, too, it's, it's a local guy, too. Um, because, yeah. you know, as we know, Florida doesn't produce a lot of NHL players. Um, so to have kind of a, a local product with the team, someone who grew up, you know, a Panthers fan. Um, so to be able to keep them in the organization, I think is just, it's awesome. Absolutely. And, you know, he feels kind of like that eighth or ninth defenseman, I feel. Yeah, I think he's probably in that range. Like if you're if you're looking at, you know, the the Panthers depth chart in terms of, you know, players that they have signed currently. And there is still the potential for them uh, to maybe go out and add another defenseman as well. Um, But obviously, Ekblad Montour, Uyghur, Forsling, uh, like Gudis, there's a, there's a lot of guys there that are ahead of him on the depth chart. Um, and then he's he's probably in that that kind of second group with like Matt Kierstad is is kind of where I see him. I'd probably say like him, Kierstad, and like Juleson are kind of all competing for that seven, eight, nine spot uh on the depth mm-hmm. chart. And the reality is, is, I think all three of those guys are like they're fine enough players on your on your third pairing. If there's an injury, I don't think anyone's too concerned about those guys coming and playing, you know, a couple of games here or there just to keep the team afloat, you know, playing those sheltered minutes. Um, so I like that. Just just again, depth is so important. The internal competition is so important. Uh, so to keep a guy like that around, I like it. Uh, big fan of the player. He had, you know tremendous college career at uh, Quinnipiac, I believe, uh, before turning pro. So, you know, keep him around. And, you know, he's like, he's, he's a half a point per game guy in the AHL, which for a defenseman is not bad. Uh, you know, let's so remember a pretty I think there's low potential for him to get, you know, more, you know, to get some NHL time this year. Mm-hmm. And low sample size, like, you know, already half a point per game at this early oh, stage on. is You're pretty at, pretty good the sound cut out again that's not that's not me hold on one second all right we're just having some sponge t- because using diff diff i can't hear you now i can you hear me now oh i can hear you okay oh my goodness apologies to our listeners uh I'm using different headphones today to record this because Theo, our cat, has chewed through all of mine uh, that I normally use. So, tragic. And also, I'm not very good at editing, so I I honestly don't know how that's going to come out in the editing process. It might just be like a 15-second gap. But, anyway, Chase Prisky, good signing. Keep you around. All right, we'll we'll, we'll keep her going. Next thing. Uh, there's been a trend this offseason that I'm sure people have noticed, and that is the amount of money being given out to defensemen around the league. Uh, we saw it earlier, the Seth Jones deal, Wierenski getting paid, 
Heiskanen getting paid, uh, Hamilton getting paid, lots of players, you know, getting their money. Darnell Nurse, the latest one, a lot of money, $9.25 million a year. Um, and so it seems kind of like the market for, for those defensemen who are viewed by people as, you know, number one defensemen, uh, that's what the market is right now. It's around $9 million, which is a lot of money. Uh, and the good news for the Panthers is that, you know, they're, they're top, you know, top defensemen are, are locked up very reasonably uh, for their, you know, next couple of years, at least. Aaron Eckblad, $7.5 million, um, which I think at the time probably seemed like a bit much. Now I think you look at it and you look at the season he just had before going down with the injury. Uh, I think that looks like, you know, a pretty good deal right now. And then the other question kind of comes in with Mackenzie Weger, who's got two years left at 3.25 million dollars a year. Would I know it's a couple of years away, but based on what we're seeing right now, what would you expect Mackenzie Weger's next contract to be in terms of AAV? And do you think the Panthers are going to be able to fit all of that uh, with guys like Barkov and Huberto, who are also going to need to get paid? Man, uh, I surely hope it's around six. I'm afraid it's going to be higher. This Honestly, this Darnell Nurse contract was just completely out of nowhere for me. And I honestly, even on my highest of like expectations on his AV, I would have never guessed above $9 million. Yeah, and I, I, so, that, like, and I think that's just because the market was set. That, that's just what it was set at. And I don't think Darnell Nurse is in that same category as some of those other defensemen who are getting paid that. I don't think, you know, like I think nine mil for Kale McCarr, fair value, right? Great young defender, no issues. Wierenski, it's a lot, maybe a bit too much, but you know what? Really good defenseman, fine. I don't think Darnell Nurse is in that category of defenseman, um, but you can tell that very clearly Edmonton feels that he is. Um, and it just you know, continues to feed into that, you know, that's what defensemen are going to get getting paid here. Uh, and if that's the case, uh, Mackenzie Weger could be in for a huge payday. Uh, it's, you know, just with the way he's played, especially last season when Ekblad went down. Like, if you know, if I had to pick right now, like Darnell Nurse or Mackenzie Weger, who do I want on my team? I want Mackenzie Weger all day, every day. Um. So for me, like if he's getting into that territory, that could be a serious, serious issue for the Panthers in terms of, you know, the, their window to win. Yeah, and you can't forget, I, I think the, one of the most unpredictable contracts is going to be that Spencer Knight deal. Like, yeah. I know we still have, what, two, three seasons? I, I can't remember if he, uh, if he used up more. a year this past. He's got two, two more. more after this or including this? This year, then next year, then RFA. Okay. Yeah, like RFA, that's be... but no arbitration. Right. But still, so, I, I feel like that's going to be a really interesting contract. Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to be an interesting one for sure, the goaltending there. Because Bobrovsky, he's making 10. That's, that's not going anywhere. Not going unless anywhere. it's a buyout, which why? 
right? And so when Spencer Knight's deal ends, Sergey Bobrovsky still has three more years, right? It's probably so, going to be a really good bar- bargaining chip for Bo- assuming Bozito's still there. And based on what he's been doing recently, I have full confidence that he will still be there. Um, the, the, that's going to be a huge bargaining chip. You can tell Spencer Knight, listen, I'm going to get you at a lower AAV for the next three seasons. And then we'll reassess everything because he'll still, he'll, he will still be an RFA at the end of that three season contract and Bobrovsky will be off the books is that that can get really, really interesting. But then by doing that for Zito is you're kind of, you're giving Knight a lot of leverage at the end of those three seasons. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he still would be an RFA. Just if you, he if would, you he would. right, right, and it, it, it's tough because because of Obrovsky's contract, you're almost put in a spot where like you have no choice but to bridge Spencer Knight, and this is all assuming that Spencer Knight continues to to get better and become the goalie that you know we and a lot of people think he will be, uh, and has already shown a lot of flashes of that so far, right? And it becomes you bridge him for three years, and then it's like here, just just take Bobrovsky's money, cheers. Mm-hmm. Your salary cap for the team stays the same. But it's going to be that, – that's definitely one to watch for sure. Again, a couple years away, similar with Mackenzie Wieger. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be tricky. And I, cause I, was, I brought up, too, that I wanted to talk about on this, this episode was kind of the Panthers' window to win, right? We know from what we saw last season, like, their, their window's wide open right now. Yeah. And so – but, you know, because, you know, contracts expiring, how long do you think they can keep the window open? I, I want to say it's going to be open for a while. Well, I, yeah, ideally it, I, it's like, open for I a while. Say, I, I want to say that at least like the next five seasons, they're looking good. Like, I, I, I don't see – first of all, Huberto extension, you got to take into account the fact that Patrick Hornquist is not going to be on the books anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Which will be a huge a huge cap relief. Um, you know, you've got Aaron Eckblad locked in for another four seasons. That's not going anywhere, and the cap can only increase. It, I, I don't think it can decrease. It can stay the same, but – it, you know, it can only go up. Um, you're in a really interesting position. Obviously, the Mackenzie Weger, I think, is go- is going to be the most interesting because he's going to be able to get a lot of value on free on the open market. Yeah, if if he hits the open market, that could be a problem. Like, like the Barkov, like the like Barkov, the extensions in the works. He's probably going to close to double what he's making right now. And yeah. you'd have to assume the same with Huberto. The big challenge for me, though, when you're looking at those two guys, because those two guys are, you know, pretty well attached because they've been here for so long and played together for so long. But Huberto is three years older, and his deal's up second. When his contract expires, he's 30 years old. How much money and how much term do you want to give to a player that age? And I know he's been very much underpaid 
on this current deal. But what are you willing to, to give that player? I don't think it's up to me. Like that's the that's the problem. No, no, but let's say it's you. Let's like, say it's you. Personally, like he'd be between like just factoring in his consistency. I'd go anywhere between like probably nine and ten million. Yeah. In two years. Like that's probably my what I'm going for. Um 10 million would be easy to do, but the problem is there's gonna be term. And maybe with an eight-year deal, you can lower the AAV to closer to nine, but it's it's still gonna be that much. And it's a lot of it is gonna depend on the Barkov deal. It's gonna be interesting, but I think that's what I'm willing to give over an eight-year period. And the problem is any other team in the NHL would give Huberto a seven-year deal. Yeah, which which is the issue is because obviously if you give if you give him that term at age thirty, like it's gonna age poorly, right? Regardless mm-hmm. of where he is. Because he's that's just how getting older works. But <clears throat> so like do you wanna do you wanna tie yourself to that? Like you're you're kind of boxing yourself in a little bit, right? Depending on where the, the term and the AAV come in at. Uh the big thing too though, absolutely is the Barkov deal because Alexander Barkov, undoubtedly the best player on this team, right? When his, So when he signs his new deal, it makes it impossible for Huberto to earn more. Yeah. Almost, because you, you, can't, if you're, you can't go, if you're Jonathan Huberto, you can't say, I deserve more than Alexander Barkov, because you just it's not true. You're yeah, older. It is impossible. You're older. You, you're a winger. You're very, very good at what you do. You have been underpaid. But so as Barkov, so whatever he comes in at, it's it's going to be less than that. So we're kind of just waiting on that to find out. The term for me is, is the interesting part. If they go five years, if they go seven, go eight, uh, it'll be interesting for sure. In terms of the window, looking at the way the Panthers kind of contract situation is set up, it's – I think the the window is going to stay open for like at least four years, but it's going to be a lot of turnover on that bottom half of the roster. Like you're not going to be able to keep Vitrano or Chari. You're not going to be able to keep all those kind of depth pieces that have been here a while. And you're, it's a lot of just relying on the new guys stepping up, coming in on the ELCs like Lindell, like Sam Uh, coming in, making an impact on those cheap contracts, then when those deals are up, that's when the issue kind of comes in. Yeah, and you still got to worry about a few other guys. Like I, The Owen Tippett one is going to be really interesting. I don't think enough people are talking about how good a year Owen Tippett had. He took major steps last year. And, and because I don't know he, if I he, view it... I don't know if it's like that good of a thing because he put like management in a really tough position in this like long-term plan. Cause he's going to want to get paid. He's going to get a decent amount of money. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and he's going to, you know, deserve that. But again, his deals up next year. So when that's up, you can give him the Toronto's money, but Toronto walks. The Chari's money goes somewhere. Right? You, you just got to move it around and just rely on the ELCs. Once the ELCs expire, then you're in trouble, especially if hopefully you're having a lot of on-ice success and your picks 
which the Panthers have traded away quite a few already, are now in you know the mid to late 20s, hopefully in the 30s. Right. And yeah, so and it, you know, like Anton Lindell hopefully is able to break into the lineup either at the beginning of, of this season or you know, midway through the season, and then can give you two really productive years on that ELC. And then you can kind of you can really afford to not re-sign those other guys like Achari and Vetrano because you're getting this production out of out of the out of the ELC. Um, it, it it's tough to really like establish if that's a possibility right now, but that's that's certainly what I'd be hoping for. Yeah. Well, I mean, just look at, you know, forget Tampa Bay because they went like a million dollars, like so much over the salary cap. But look at before that, right? And how teams win championships and why they win championships. And it's either having really good players on their ELCs, uh, you know, well outperforming their contracts, or by having your top players signed to ridiculously below market value deals like Nathan McKinnon, like Pasternak right? Those types of contracts. The Panthers are in a spot right now. If Owen Tippett can take a step, if Anton Lindell can come in, if Grigory Denisenko can, uh, you know, take his game to another level than what we saw last season. Now, at least for the next year, two years, you're in a situation where you have the kind of best of that. Now that you've, you know, gotten rid of Yandel's contract and Strawman's contract. Mm-hmm. Now you're in a spot where you have, Barkov and Huberto still at those low AAVs and you have your young players on ELCs coming in and hopefully performing outperforming those contracts. And that's Absolutely. a really, I think, and I think that's just a really good spot for the Panthers to be in. Um, obviously the defense, I don't see much help coming on the back end in, in the foreseeable yeah. future, unless you know, one of our favorite players, John Ludwig, who we talked about on one of our very first episodes of this show, uh, continues to just be unbelievable hockey out of nowhere. Perhaps. It's not out of the question. I mean, that was a bit nuts, eh? Him as a player went from like 18 points in like 60 games to like 62 in 60 games. Incredible improvement from, from Ludwig. But, yeah, you're just not expecting that from that kind of guy. Yeah, and so you look at the forwards and it's like, all right, I know when, you know, when the Panthers have to step up and pay some guys that it's okay, you know, you you lose some of your, you know, more veteran players, but I feel confident in the young forward prospects that the team has. Not so much on the defensive end, but – you know, again, there's three guys there right now. All their contracts are staggered and Uyghur and Ekblad and Forsling. So the staggering's nice. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, all three of those guys, I think, are on below market value deals. So bonus there. But if you get to a point where you can't afford all, you know, all the guys you want, do you have a defenseman who can step up and play minutes for you? I don't see it in the system right now. It's it's tough to it's tough to imagine. Like I I don't see that that phenomenal prospect, or I 
impossible to predict what Ludwig does, but yeah, I would not be holding yeah. my well, breath. And, on that. and I know all indications too are that the Panthers are, you know, very, very high on Matt Kierstad uh, as a player. Mm-hmm. Came in this year, he's only 23. Uh, and I thought he looked decent last year, you know, minus four, zero points. But good, so, but ignore that. Just, just don't even pay attention to that. Good skater. So that that's something that's important. Um, it is, it is. And yeah, based on, you know, based you on the system the Panthers play, everyone should be able to skate except for Hornquist and Gudis. <laughs> Those guys can just muck it up. Yeah. Right? But everyone, everyone else like ha- has some level of speed to them. Kierstad has that. If he gets more games, gets more comfortable. The the team seems pretty optimistic about him. So he could be one of those guys. Ludwig could be another. But outside of those two, not not looking great. Yeah, and I mean there there's still time. You never know what can happen in a draft. You never you never know when a prospect could just bloom. Like, I mean, I don't know how many times you've mentioned Ludwig so far. Uh, but a lot you never know but right now there's definitely like no not much optimism on that specific front i agree yeah and i think in an ideal world if it was a different draft and there was maybe some some highly touted defenseman available at the panthers pick they might have gone that direction wasn't really the case so they take you know one of the most skilled players in the draft and mackie samuskevich which is awesome it, it really was a pleasant surprise yeah. uh Panthers have gotten just like, I don't want to say like lucky, but like kind of because they've had some really, really good players drop to them in, in the last two. Yeah, it's part of luck where it's like, yeah, you're, you're lucky that, you know, Sam Miscavige is there. You're lucky that Lindell is there when you're picking. Same time, you still got to pick the players, right? Like, Absolutely. You, you still can butcher it, Senators. Like, you know buffalo sabers jack quinn like it's still very possible you know you, you that guys are falling and you still make a questionable move uh but i think yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna try to keep your window open because i think that's huge like you look at the teams that are winning cups like tampa bay they win their back-to-back cups whatever you know over the salary cap but they were a very good team for a number of years and came very, very close and didn't win. You like, it's a tough league to win, to win it in, to, to win a Stanley cup. You need to be good for a decent amount of time before it finally all comes together. Like Washington Absolutely. was a very, very good team for the better part of a decade. And they won the cup with arguably not one of their stronger rosters that they had in that time period. Sometimes it's just about, being competitive and in the mix as much as possible and hope that, you know, eventually you're going to get to, to where you want to go. And I think the Panthers are kind of in that mode and it's just how long, how many years can we continue to compete at this level? And I know it's early because <clears throat> last year was, you know, a, a huge step forward for, for them. Yeah. It, it's really tough to say for sure, but you you certainly like it when you look at it on paper, it certainly seems like they've got four years of solid. Uh, Yeah. 
you if know, they, if, yeah, if they if they manage it well, and I have full confidence that they will, it looks to be at minimum a four year window. The other part of this too is that realistically, their window should have started years ago, as in mm-hmm. immediately when Barkov and Huberto signed their contracts, and they just wasted so many of those years with some questionable management, right? And so now the window's like just finally open now is like it's nice but like it would have been nice if it happened three or four years ago yeah you're getting you know an even longer window but alas you know some some poor trades some poor signings poor drafting loss and kraus um and you know this is where they are but because yeah again like yeah if you like yeah the cheap deals with huberto and barkov like it, like I know there's still you know a year or two years left, but it just seems like a missed opportunity. It really does. It yeah. it absolutely does. It it sucks. It's similar. I, I'd compare it to like, and it's a little bit different, but like in Toronto, and you know, any chance I get to bring up the Leafs, I'm gonna do it. Um, but in Toronto, like they had Matthews and Marner and Nylander all on their ELCs for like I think they overlapped by two years. All three of those players were well outperforming their ELCs. And they still didn't like go all in to try and win it. They were still, you know, a bit hesitant about, you know, making deadline moves or we buyers or we sellers. It's like, no, like that is when you should be going all in. Right. Absolutely. And we're seeing that right now with the Panthers. It's a little different because Barkov and Huber not on their ELC, Zach Vlad not on his ELC, but they're below market value. And Bill Zito is doing everything he can to put the best team on the ice for right now without causing detrimental harm in the foreseeable future. So I I like, like you you go out and you get Sam Reiner. Like that's, that's a GM that believes in his group and wants to give him the best possible chance to win. So he's going to go and get an impact player to help him out. That's what that is. And sure. Absolutely. It it costs you Devin Levi, probably a future Vesna winner. But by the time Devin Levi wins his first of many Vesnas, that, Which that's probably I four years from now. Not to be with Buffalo. No, you you have to assume he gets moved somewhere else by then. <laughs> I mean, the crease is crowded there in Buffalo right now. Uko Pekka, Kokinen, Craig Anderson, I believe, is there. Dustin Dakarski. Dustin Dakarski. So you, you're buried there. You got to go somewhere else. But yeah, it's I I think four years probably reasonable reasonable conservative window for for this team absolutely which which should be exciting to watch going forward um i don't know what time we're at but i think we'll we'll call the episode there uh so thank you to everyone tuning in this week listening i know not much going on i'm hoping that next week sam reinhardt will have signed his new contract at below market value and Alexander Barkov will also have re-signed at below market value. And we can just talk and celebrate those contracts for the entire episode. If that does not happen, then we're going to be breaking down our rankings for our top 10 prospects in the Panthers system. Uh, we'll do it separately and we'll compare notes uh, and see which players we're liking. So it should be a lot of fun either way. Um, But yeah, thank you to everyone tuning into the episode, listening in. We appreciate it as always. And we'll be back on Thursday, brand new episode. And we'll see you all there.
get a step on Mete. Barkov to the net. Barkov between the legs. Unbelievable. Did you just do that, Alexander Barkov? The Panthers are back on top.